Funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee. Streetwise Athlone In this series, we learn about the old and recent history of the streets of Athlone, hear the thoughts and memories of locals and tourists, and the changes we might see in the future. Episode 52, Town Centre. Historian Garrod O'Brien tells us about the history of the area. In the 1970s, the Church of Ireland built a new rectory in Bonavalle and offered the old rectory behind St Mary's Church of Ireland for sale. It was acquired by the local authority, who then extended the rectory by adding a modern office block and moved their town hall from the Father Matthew Hall to this site. The grounds also provided a new town centre car park. By 2004, the council had built a fine civic centre designed by Keith Williams as a one-stop shop for council services and to house the administrative offices of Westmead County Council, Athlone Area Office and those of Athlone UDC. The Civic Centre also houses the extensive Aidan Heavey Public Library together with the Aidan Heavey Collection. The development of what we now call the Athlone Town Centre Shopping Centre and Apartment Complex was undertaken by Gallico Developments between 2005 and 2008. Gallico Developments was a consortium which included prominent Athlone businessmen, including John O'Sullivan, Jim Keane and Tom Donoghue. This town centre development has changed the face of modern Athlone. The town centre occupies an eight-acre site in the heart of the town. The project necessitated the demolition of the Royal Hoy Hotel in Mardyke Street and a pharmacy and adjacent opticians' premises in Garden Vale, as well as a number of residential units in the town centre. The new complex, which was designed by Murray O'Leara Architects and built by JJ Rattigan, was the single greatest building project in the history of Athlone. The centre included the development of Athlone's only high-rise building, the Sheraton Hotel, a large shopping mall on two floors with over 70 retail units, over 150 new residential units, a town centre medical centre and an underground car park with over a thousand car parking spaces. The centre utilised the site of the old Royal Hoy Hotel and Car Park as well as the old ESB yard and a portion of the former rectory grounds, thus creating the largest shopping centre in the Midlands and an extensive new residential area in the heart of Old Athlone. Long before Athlone Town Shopping Centre, the Royal Hoy Hotel held its prominent place in the centre of town. Leonard and Mag speak about some of their memories from that time. Oh, all the big bands play there. Oh, yeah. yeah. The old bands that were playing. Yeah, but see, there was a lot of dinner dances that time. Do you know what I mean? We used yeah. to have the pitch and pot one there. That's right, yeah. 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 Every year. Yeah. And we, Mrs. Hoy always kept New Year's Eve for us. Yeah, we were very involved with the yeah. pitch and pot that time. Every New Year would be out New Year's Eve. You know, you'd be so excited in them times going out. Yeah. You'd be building up to it for about a couple of months. Looking forward to it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Lovely, yeah. We had great times. And the pitch and put dances would be our... our oh, we'd have so We used to 
put a lot into that, you know. Yeah. yeah. We haven't gone down below the balloons, like with me. Yeah, and up. We'd have to do up the place, like before. Because they drop all the balloons at yeah. midnight yeah. for the new year. Yeah. Big yeah, net, we all across the ceiling, yeah. full of balloons. Yeah. But it could be 20 people yeah. blowing up balloons. And half of them would be bursting when they're blowing yeah, them up. And you'd have a sore face. You'd have three or four people that'd be drinking pints at the same time. <laughs> Thirsty work. Oh, there were great times though. We all just had a good time and a good laugh. Yeah, but there was good food yeah. in it though, you know. And Beautiful food, yeah. yeah. Lovely dinners, piping hot dinners, oh lovely. See, Mrs. Hoy was always there on hand. She was very Watching good. everything and everything had to be right. Yeah. You know. She sounds like an amazing character. Yeah, oh, she was. Oh, she great was a great character. Councillor Frankie Keena tells us how the Christmas market came about. We felt it was very important and at first and at loan here to have a Christmas market in the town. Over the years, it has grown. And really, the whole idea is to try and generate more footfall for at loan to support the existing businesses and also to kind of provide kind of um, a festive um, atmosphere for the local residents and for visitors to the town. So um, about two years, two and a half years ago, I'm, I'm part and secretary of a group called the Atlone Festival Infrastructural Group. And through that particular group, it's a voluntary group, we came together and we got some leader funding to buy um, upgrade the Christmas lights around the town. And part of that um, initiative through leader was to buy 12 log cabins for market and also kind of to provide uh, some bunting for the town and provide some banners and sets for the town as well. So we have all that stock as such, that particular committee. And in total, the total cost was over 200,000. So we got 150 from leader. The local authority, Westmeek County Council, put in 25 and the Chamber of Commerce put in 25 to make up the balance. So, so that's in essence where the, the infrastructure came from. So for people for in that loan for the last kind of three years or more, they were seeing these log cabins in the streets over over the Christmas period, and to me they create that it creates a lovely feeling and and kind of makes it welcoming for people to browse around the stalls. So um, that has worked very well. It has, I have to say. I mean, and, and this year we would have um, a wide variety of of traders on board um, for this year's Christmas market. And um, I have to first of all say as well that um, the majority are local traders, which is really great because that was one of our main objectives to kind of give local traders an opportunity to display their wares and kind of um, they're really, really good, good products. We don't want to be taken away from existing businesses at all. We want to complement existing businesses. We want to kind of, um, kind of get extra footfall into the town for people if they're just browsing by, they can grab some at the stall and they can head down then down to the, to the other shops as well. So, and um, probably... Since this time last year, there's an extra probably 1,200 people living in that loan, which, which weren't there this time last year. There's a, there was a stall kind of as well. The, the Ukrainian community are putting a stall through an artistic stall. I mean, so, so that's to capture the type of artistic displays that they do. I mean, so that's something unique that's coming through that loan as well. We're excited about it now, so hopefully people will come out and enjoy it and support it. And it's going to be uh, from the canopy in Church Street, heading down to Farris to head down towards the post office. That's the kind of route we're taking. We're not going to utilise the canopy for, for the stalls or whatever. That's going to be left open for entertainment because it's, it's just trying to create a kind of this ambience and I think that's, that's very, it's very important to point out, you know. People might, might recall, go back prior to the window system, the streets along Church Street were very narrow and um, it was very difficult to, if you met somebody in the street to, to stop and have a chat because you'd be in the way of somebody coming along. 
So now that is, is catered for people can can stop, they can chat, just see you there and sure she did well, they can sit down. But uh, we have to try and get a balance between the motorists, the pedestrians and the cyclists, I mean, in, in all, I mean, so on, and create that, that kind of area where people can en- enjoy the town. Paul remembers another popular local craft fair. Oh, the artist market was brilliant, you know. And I was very shy about showcasing my work. I'd never really shown it to anyone outside of friends. And uh, I was so happy the first day I went up and presented my work to the town. Um, I sold nearly all my work on the first day, you know. And it was just a great boost for me gave me great confidence to go on and do other things. I think it would be great if the artist market came back because everybody's on about now cities of culture and and I think Athlone has so many artists and craftspeople as well. I'd, yeah, I'd love to see the artist market come back because it makes the town feel happier, you know. Streetwise Athlone. Historical research and presentation by Garrod O'Brien. Additional research by Damien McKellen. Interviews by Amanda Gunning, Ursula Ledwith, Mel Ray and Erica Follows-Smith. Editing by Kyle McKellen. Produced by Amanda Gunning. The additional contributors to this episode were Leonard and Mags Donaldson, Frankie Kina and Paul McGahey. To Athlone Community Radio's staff, volunteers and listeners, Athlone Down Memory Lane Facebook group, Athlone Past Facebook group, Caroline Coyle, the Westmead Independent, and everyone who has supported Streetwise Athlone on air, online, and in print. Garamila Mahagiv Golair. Funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television license fee.